What up, pitches? Welcome back. Hola. Okay. No. <laughs> Hola, pitches. Hola, pitches. Should we start doing that? Uh, maybe. We could. We could. Sorry, I'm just so energetic. It's Monday and I got all of the energy. Oh, no. I ne- that never happens to me. You're still in your turkey slumber, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> but it, you're, the Ola reminds me of, uh, this is super random, but um, I when I studied abroad, I went down and uh, lived in Ecuador for a few months. And there was this guy that was like part of the program with us. He was a native English speaker also in Ecuador with us. And uh, he was possibly, like you had to pass a comprehensive exam to be able to go they had to make sure that you knew spanish enough to be able to function well because it wasn't with a group it was just Mm -hmm. you were with a host family you're by yourself and i do not know how this guy passed like he must have passed by the skin of his teeth because he would just be he would say things like hola me llamo mark and i'm like all right mark where where did where did you is he from the south yes I think. Do you think people with southern accents have a harder time maybe adapting kind of the Spanish maybe, flair to maybe. words? Maybe. I mean, I like I I I guarantee you. I, I studied Spanish for what Long 10 time. years and I definitely never was even close to remotely sounding native at all. So, do you think I'd survive in Ecuador? I could talk about the deforestation of rainforests all the time Varky, and that I have chicharrones in mis pantalones. Okay, Varky remembers like three things from high school Spanish. I remember my 10th grade Spanish presentation and it was about los bosques tropicales, something something fuegos. Oh no. Did I just forget? Uh Una casa de la desforestación en los postes tropicales con los fuegos y los rancheros. Smoky oloso. No les gustos los fuegos. Okay, so basically Varky was just talking about deforestation. Because that's all I know. Yeah. It helped us when we went to Puerto Rico. When we passed Los Bosques Tropicales, <laughs> I knew what the tour guide was talking about. There you go. You could pick up Bosques Tropicales. <laughs> and you could also uh, pick up Smoky Oloso if anybody ever said that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm weirdly energetic for a Monday. Yeah. I know usually everyone's the opposite. I don't yes. know. I just, I feel refreshed. Although now I'm thinking it's a full week of work rather than last week was a short week. It was a short week. I was so, I was jazzed I'm for a short week. I'm getting so confused with yeah. the holidays and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, but you're looking like a sleepy girl over there. I am. I am <laughs> sleepy. Still, I'm still in a pie coma. I'm still in a turkey mm. coma. I had leftovers for a few days and I probably like, I think I left over. No, I did not leftover myself out. I can't do that. It's physically impossible for me. I love Thanksgiving too much. Yeah. Remember how I, I texted you and asked you that question? And I'm genuinely curious to know listeners about your own, your own experiences so my hypothetical question to Barky was, if you had leftover Thanksgiving and it was, you had enough for two meals a day, so we'll call it lunch and dinner. If you had lunch and dinner every day for a week and it was just Thanksgiving food that your family had cooked and prepared, are you, like, how soon are you sick of it? And so my three choices were, choice A is like, one to two days after you basically eaten like a couple of meals and you're like, all right, cool. I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. done with Turkey day. The second option is kind of midweek. You've had maybe five or six meals. And the last option is I could go a full week, even longer. I'm never sick of it. Ooh. I could go a full week. I could not be sick of Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving to me 
has such great flavors. It's such, but I know that you mentioned, I, I actually genuinely, I was getting into a, not a fight, but like a pseudo fight with my sister about it. Mm-hmm. And she is a person that she's pretty much done with it. Like after the second day, she has a couple leftovers. She's good to go. I could continue to eat Thanksgiving for as long as I had food. I think I'm a day three. Okay. So what, I mean, this year was a little bit different because we traveled and it wasn't our house that we were cooking in. So we actually didn't get any leftovers. And granted, the day leftovers were available, I, I didn't make it over for lunch. Mm-hmm. So I, I only had Thanksgiving dinner once. That was it. And granted, I ate my fair share of pumpkin pie throughout the week. Heck yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like stuffing is my favorite Thanksgiving item out of everything. Mm-hmm. Turkey, I could honestly skip. I, I think I had the smallest bit of turkey during dinner because I was like, I'm going to go ham on the mashed potatoes and the stuffing. Mm-hmm. You know, what really matters? But in the past, I've been like a two to three day person, but I love making sandwiches, like getting some bread, some of that turkey, cranberry sauce, mm-hmm. a little bit of horseradish, a little bit of stuffing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So good. <laughs> so good. But you're but you're like a three day after. So you could do it maybe a few days, but then you're kind of sick of it by like a yeah. couple days afterwards. You know what just reminding me of? There's mm-hmm. an episode of Friends with Ross where someone eats his sandwich oh, and yeah. I think it's a leftover Thanksgiving sandwich. <sighs> with the moist maker, man. And he's like, with the moist maker, a little bit of dri- like gravy, gravy drizzled on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> And then he gets like sabbatical or something. Yeah, he, he gets, gets like so fired angry. or like put on furlough from his job for I anger feel management. Like that would be you. Uh, <laughs> if, if someone s- touches Kathy J's leftover, God forbid. Preach. Because it's very <laughs> true. I think like I, I was trying to be nice. My parents had sent us home with a bunch of Thanksgiving leftovers, and I was like, sweet score, jackpot. And uh I we get home and I instantly have my Thanksgiving, my second follow-up Thanksgiving meal. So I have my half of what I'm supposed to have. And the other half is supposed to go to my sister. And I'm asking her, I said, hey, you know, like I I, I used some of the food, but I kept some for you. She said, I'm not really feeling it. And she had Chipotle. <gasps> okay. What? Cool. <gasps> so then the next day rolls around and I, it's lunchtime and I've said, all right, cool. I'm having my next Thanksgiving meal. And Anna says, eat Thanksgiving that many times. I said, how do you not eat Thanksgiving that many times? She said, I don't really care. You can just, you can have the rest of it. And it was the best day of my life. And I think if anybody got in between me and that food, they would have another thing coming oh, to quote no. my parents. Stay away from her. Well, good <laughs> thing your sister's like that. Cause imagine if you had a fight for the leftovers. Yeah, that would suck. You two would be in the battle dome. Battle dome from last time. Between Kathy J and her sister over the Thanksgiving turkey. Dun, dun, dun. Kathy J uses nibble ankles. See, that's the best move out of all of them. Guys, I hope you listened to episode three because it would make sense to what we're talking about. Yeah. So if you haven't, go back and listen to episode three right now and then continue episode four. And then continue now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but you know, I love Thanksgiving for the food, but then I love it for the holiday deals too. Mm-hmm. I personally got all my Christmas shopping done and bought a little stuff for myself too. Mm-hmm. So you took advantage of those Black Friday deals? I did, but you know what? I feel like everything I bought didn't even really have that great of deals. Early stuff that I bought for other people. Mm. Because my family, we make Christmas lists usually on Amazon. And, you know, lately we've been really trying to target other businesses to distribute our, you know, where profits are going and whatnot. But 
we ask for such specific things that in Amazon's Black Fridays are really geared towards their stuff, like the Amazon like Echoes and their devices, which are great, but we already have that stuff or we, I don't need that stuff. So, you know, when my dad's asking for a specific pair of pants, the chances those are on sale was slim to nada. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm thankful. I got everything done, found some good deals for myself, Kohl's. Kohl's was the place to go. I got my favorite Nike shoes, the ones that actually, Kathy J and I have the same pair of shoes, literally the same color by accident. Yeah, we did not plan that. She bought, I bought my shoes myself. Her boyfriend bought her these shoes, so him and I were on the same page. Yeah, you guys were on the same page. (laughs) But yeah, I got some good deals on there. They had sweaters for like 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. So I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Nice. I am also done. Um, I unfortunately, was not smart enough to take advantage of the Black Friday deals. I was trying to get ahead of the game and I was trying to do as much local as I could, like you said. And then I was also just trying to get it out of the way so that I wouldn't have to go anywhere or do anything over a time that's already stressful and that there's a lot of people out and about. I just didn't want to deal with that scene. So I went ahead and just did everything prior. And then I was looking, looking at the deals that were happening. Crap. Like, Oh. I could have taken advantage of these deals if I had procrastinated a little bit. This is what I get for not procrastinating. Usually I'm the best procrastinator in the whole entire world. The one time. The one time I don't procrastinate. But it's funny because it's not like this came out of nowhere. You know, this these deals happen every year at the same time. It's true. Granted, Kathy J and I were talking before recording this episode. I feel like this year was a little bit different where Cyber Monday used to be the real thing and then Black Friday was primarily an in-shopping, in-stores event. Now it's just been, I feel like it's going to be a two-week event of purely online shopping. I agree. I think that there has been uh, a couple of just... Just within the past week, I mean, you don't even have to go in stores anymore. I think it's been a lot of online deals. You can get the same deals as you would in store online. And it's just been the past week, maybe even week and a half that they've been extending these prices and these deals and maybe shopping in person on Black Friday is a thing of the past. Maybe braving the shoving crowds is a thing of the past. I I participated once in Black Friday and I actually had to go to good old TGI Fridays for a few drinks prior to in order to deal with the crowds because I hate crowds. I hate them, I hate them, I hate them. When did you go that TGI Fridays was open? Oh, oh, this was years ago. I went to the Leesburg Outlet Malls where there's a TGI Friday In the afternoon of Black Friday? It was like dinner time. Okay. Because they opened, I think, late, but... Mm-hmm. It wasn't worth it. I mean, to me, just going in person and punching people in the face for a half discount sweater. Yeah, I I fought a lady. No, I didn't. (laughs) It's just, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. But what I do love to see is more local businesses, you know, having these discounts Mm -hmm. too. Because, I don't know, it's just Kathy J and I are on the same page where there's a place in our heart where we know businesses are struggling and um, kind of moving on to our next point. We actually don't have this in our cup right now, but I do want to give a shout out to a vineyard that's very dear to both of our hearts. It's Bluemont Vineyard, located in Bluemont, Virginia. Uh, I actually worked there when I was in college. Long time ago. Yeah, during the summers. I think for three of the summers I worked there. Mm -hmm. And I was a wine stewardess. And honestly, it was the best job I've ever had. I always say when I retire, I want to go back and do it because you're... Basically a glorified bartender, you know, you don't have to do 
all the waitressly duties though. You're really just at the bar. You're giving wine tastings. I mean, granted, they're not doing that stuff right now because you don't want that face-to-face -face contact. But I did see they are having, you know, some sales, I think, on wine. And uh, they have some very, very good wines oh, in their repertoire. We've been yeah. there many occasions. It's actually kind of close to where Barky's parents mm -hmm. ended up uh, ended up out there. So sometimes in the past, we've gone to visit. I guess this hasn't actually happened this past year. But no. um, over the past couple of years, we've done some visits out there. And we go and we sit up. It's on. has a great view of the valley um, as well as... On a very clear day, I still remember from your pitch. You can see the tip of the Washington Monument. Yeah. I would add to that, after you've had several glasses of wine, you can see the tip of the Washington Monument. Yeah, I think that that's a load of and crap. And you can see the tip of the Eiffel Tower if yeah. you squint really tight. If you squint really hard. <laughs> no, that was that place is just wonderful. They've expanded their area. And Kathy J and I, our, our favorite wine up there, it's called the Vidal Blanc, or it's the cow. You know, they have a farm-style theme up there, so the the wine itself is actually called the cow, but it's the wine, um, the grape Fidel Blanc. It's a, a, guys, I remember this from the wine pitch. It's about 2% residual sugar, 1.5 to 2% residual sugar, very crisp and just light notes of like honeysuckle and apple, like mm -hmm. green apple. It's the perfect summertime wine. It's, it's great. It's so good. It is great. And I think that it's really good. I, I personally, this one is my favorite wine that they have. Um, there's a couple other vineyards up there that we also love going to, but we always, mm -hmm. this, this wine is the most consistent. It definitely has some great, like fruity floral. It's a little bit on the sweeter side of things, but it just has that great flavor yeah, to it. It's not like a Moscato. It's very much more dry than a Moscato, yeah, but yeah. it's, it's a little uh, sweet, but it's, it, it's but perfect. It's, it, it is great. It's perfect for, if you're just thinking about, Hey, I want to sit out on my, who was talking about it? Was it you or they were talking about porch wine? Porch wine, my parents. Yeah. So it's the perfect porch, porch wine. wine on a yeah. summer evening. You're sitting outside. You have this glass chilled. It's the perfect wine to sip out on your porch. Yeah. And hey, listeners, for anyone who wants to go out to Bluemont Vineyard, they're actually having an amazing event going on right now. So from Thursday to Sunday, starting now, they're having their second annual Lighting of the Vines at Bluemont Vineyard. And what they did is, so Bluemont's sitting on top of, or kind of on the hillside of a mountain, sloping down. Their vines are literally going down the mountain. They got 15,000 lights and lit up 10,000 of their vines. How and many vines do they have? My they have gosh. a lot. So there's, remember, there's a brewery now next door. Oh, true. Bluemont now has a brewery, Dirt mm -hmm. Farm Brewery, which is also fantastic. Some of the vines grow on that hillside. Mm. So they're right next to each other. But every Thursday through Sunday, I believe until late December, maybe early January, they light the vines at 5.30 on the dot. I tested this. I came out exactly 5.30. Man, they were very on time. They were prompt. It is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And if you're at the vineyard, I recommend trying to get a bird's eye view, go up into the loft area. But I mean, this holiday over Thanksgiving break, I didn't have the chance to go up there, but my parents have a great view of that mountainside and it was, it was beautiful. So listeners, if you're looking to support local businesses, shout out to Bluemont Vineyard, top choice for Kathy J mm -hmm. and I, please go visit. Mm -hmm. Test it out. Oh my God. We have been rambling for so long about turkey and wine. But that's you, not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. <laughs> but there are other things that Barky and I love to eat. 
including nachos. Nachos. Which brings us to, I think, what you want to pitch about today. So our pitch idea is something called Nachos in Nature. Probably from the name of it, you have no idea what this is about to entail. It does not entail rogue nachos on a hike. Actually, it does entail rogue nachos on a hike, but not in the way that you would think. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and just explain this out. Imagine a Tupperware that is so well organized that you can just perfectly fit your tortilla chips, maybe some sour cream, some some shredded beef, chicken, ground beef, you know, whatever your heart desires. Uh, some tomatoes. Uh, a little salsa. What else do you like? Yeah, salsa. Salsa, maybe a little jalapenos for the Ooh, spicy people. Spicy, spicy. Yes. Because oh, again, like if you get nachos from Taco Bell, listeners, you know it comes in a kind of soggy glump. Still delicious. Not hating on Taco Bell. Never, I'll eat it anyway. Never hate on Taco but Bell. But I love a fresh fresh bowl of nachos. Mm-hmm. So this Tupperware organizes all of your nacho toppings into nice little containers. And this container fits perfectly into a little backpack. And then with the backpack is a camelback. You know, the ones you usually put water in or Gatorade on your hikes. But instead of water or Gatorade... We don't need any water or Gatorade. No, no, no. We need that liquid gold nacho cheese. Nacho cheese. You could even go to your local 7-Eleven and just fill up your camel bag with that cheese from the nacho dispenser. Oh my gosh. You, you, you could. Or you could just probably do your own. Or our nacho and nature kit can also come with your own cheese making kit. Maybe you we would, could think about that. Or maybe you could like... Maybe with our nachos in nature, you could put the cheese in the bag as a whole, like a whole block of Velveeta cheese. And then as you're hiking, it heats up. It heats up. And then you get your nachos that liquid made me, gold. That made me think of a cheese fountain. Like yes. you have it a fun, yes. <laughs> like a melting pot. Kind of like the okay. same concept. I like that. I mean, even while you're, let's say it's a three mile hike up to your mountain and you, you get really just faint and you need a little little boost in a your little system. sustenance in you. Just take a little sip of that cheese and yeah. it will perk you right up. I think that it's, this is a, an idea that Berkey and I have had for a very long yeah. time. This was probably number one? Number it, one or it's two. Not, it's not number one, but it's close to the yeah. top. Yeah. It's very close to the top. We've had this idea for years. I actually don't know where we thought of this. You know, we were on a hike at Great Falls with some other friends. Oh. And... I think I got really hungry on the hike. And of course, I mean, what else do you crave when you're in nature? Obviously, nachos, nachos. is the first choice. Right? But just imagine, with this Tupperware, you can travel any amount, you know, any any length of a hike or difficulty. It's not going to be heavy, because nachos aren't that heavy, depending on the amount of nacho cheese you bring. For me, it'd be ample amount, so I'm looking yes. at like 5 to 10 pounds. Yes. But you get to the top of your mountain or your cliff, and you have this wonderful just crispy nacho set mm-hmm. and you just you can put all the toppings you want you've got your hot nacho cheese and your camelback you're enjoying the wonderful sunset and a nice plate of nachos and how great would it be if you were hiking somewhere you wanted to camp yeah and you just hiked to your camp spot and then once you got there you had fresh nachos just waiting for you heated by the sweat of your own back <laughs> You're laughing at the poor guys next door who like cooking up baked beans yeah. or something in their pot. Who wants spam in a can when you Ooh, could have nachos, nachos on your back? 
gosh. And the Tupperware, I mean, it can be adjustable to fit, you know, the, the portion sizes Correct. of the toppings. Because some people really want more beef. Some people are here for the yeah, I'm all about salsa. the guac. Correct. Give me the big guac. Give you the biggest yeah. guac component that you can handle. Yeah. And within the backpack that you put the Tupperware in, you know, it's a little refrigerated compartment and it's a, it's a very slim fit. So you can still have another backpack on or even put this little cooler and another backpack, but it's not going to cause any bulkiness with what you're traveling with. I, I mean, you don't even have to hike with this. You could, you could go to concerts if you're at like it's a great idea if you're at a bare naked ladies concert and oh you just... my gosh don't even bring it up <laughs> bare naked ladies this is a great it's a great it's an underrated band my oh, god lord i don't understand it but let's say you're at a concert and you know like or a football game mm-hmm. the concession stands are so long they're expensive so long super expensive if you could just bring that in on your back yeah or we can make a discreet option like you know how there's flasks that you can fit inside your bra maybe we can make a nacho cheese dispenser that's like a bra you just punch yourself in in the bra a little bit you squeeze your squeeze your bra a little bit yeah and nacho cheese disperses out of the little pouch I mean, that's not by bad. your mouth we could also do a miniature size Nacho fanny pack. Oh, see, it has to be something you're gonna get through security. Yes, yeah. we remember from football games in college, they pat you down well. They do pat you but down well. We were very good at hiding our mini alcohol bottles, as I do recall. And our mini nachos. We never <laughs> brought in mini nachos. But now thinking, I mean, we could have really why, tiny. Why apartments. didn't we bring in mini nachos? That would have been a way better plan. Young Barky and Kathy J just weren't that intelligent we, at that time yeah we really didn't think ahead about our priorities um it i priorities now are just where can you get good nachos. food yeah. and that happens for us to be nachos good good food good wine uh, what else is better hike up to bluemont oh. with your nachos in nature have some of their wine yeah pull out your nachos disclaimer you actually can't bring food there oh. but you can wear the discreet nacho cheese bra <laughs> So <laughs> no one will know. No one will ever know if you're just sucking. Although I think that they would know if you had a camelback thing coming out if of your chest. If you're just chest. pulling tortillas out of your if bra. you're pulling tortillas out of your out of your chest area, I think that someone would say, "Hey there, lady." But you just gotta learn to be really discreet about it. But yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I'm always the person who like tries to prepare ahead of time for our hikes. Like I try to bring like granola bars, which I don't even like. Trash. But it's the typical hiking food. Trash. Like, it's trash compared to nachos. But do you think we can make this the new hiking food? This, I hope so. This could be like, someone's going to be like, I'm going to go hike the... Appalachian Trail. The Appalachian Trail or the Pacific West Coast Trail. Like, bringing my what nachos. What do I need? My nachos and nature kit. I think it's great. And I think that... It Available get... at the container store for $29.99. <laughs> not really. Patent but pending. Maybe it could be. Yeah, this is all patent pending. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I think that it is a great idea. It gives you your protein. It gives you yeah, carbs. your carbs. And it gives you your veggies, depending on how many veggies you want. Fat from the guacamole. Cheese. What, what's in cheese is good. Protein and good, Dairy. good fat content. Good fat calcium. content. Yeah, calcium from the nacho cheese. Yeah. So for any other nacho lovers out there, and I'm a nacho lover. I'm a semi-okay love for hiking I like the thought of hiking more than I like the hike itself. Yeah. You know, you, everyone just tries not to breathe really hard and make it look like they're in shape. 
But if I'm going to have nachos in nature in the end after a good old hike, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it too. And you know, it is what it is. Nachos in nature, man. Yeah. So listeners, throw out your granola bars. That stuff's cardboard anyway. It's, it's not garbage. even good for you. It's not even Throw out your Gatorade. Yeah. Throw out water. Who needs water when you could have a camelback of liquid, liquid gold? <laughs> Nacho tea. <laughs> listeners, let us know what you think about our idea. It's a great pitch. It's a great pitch. Again, it's actually not available yet at the container store, <laughs> but it will be by summer of 2021. Before my battle dome? Yeah. Oh wow. This one's probably a lot easier to make. This Again, might be a it's lot just it's just Tupperware. It's just Tupperware. But with a very advanced camelback cheese heating system yes. that absorbs your body heat. I so. like it. I like it. Patent pending, everybody. Please do not steal our lovely pitch. Yeah. But listeners, we would love to hear from you if you have even any funny hiking stories. What's your favorite hiking food? We'd love to hear it. And if you have any ideas. Pitch about it.